Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, just I'm dying to know. Have you guys seen Inventing Anna yet on Netflix? No, not yet. It is on my list because I've heard about the case. Like I oh, read there yeah. was like a Times article or something about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the whole mm-hmm. series. So there. I read the whole thing and I was fascinated and saw they're making it, but I haven't watched it yet. To be fair, I'm only like three episodes in, okay. but I'm already hooked. And I love I love the main actress. Did you guys watch Ozark too? Um, I saw Ozark? like the first season. Okay. Is it her, the yeah. curly hair? Yes. Yeah. So she plays Anna, the main the main person in this Anna. story. Yes, Anna. And uh but in this in this she doesn't have like that, you know, southern thick accent like she does in Ozark. She's got a mixture of Russian and German. So you say she's supposed to be foreign. <laughs> and it sounds very bizarre, but I like when I first heard her talking, I was like, what is this? It kind of reminded me of like when um, uh, in American Horror Story, when, um, oh God, this is going to hang on. What season are we in? The Croatoa one. <laughs> okay. Roanoke. Roanoke. There we go. Yes. Okay. When, remember when she had that weird like Maryland accent? Yes. Okay. It kind of reminded me of that. So I was okay. like, what the hell am I listening to? So I Googled it. Apparently she had this accent spot on for what Anna sounds like. It's like this mixture of German and Russian. And I thought, I think I'm going to practice that. I think you should be a dialect coach. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I did listen to it the whole time. <laughs> I could see you with like your headphones, like mimicking what they're saying. No, I probably would actually. Would. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. It is on my list. I've been watching Love Is Blind season two. So. Oh boy! Listen, I like my trashy TV. Don't you shake your head at me when you watch Dance Moms? That was nostalgic. I watched that <laughs> as a young adult, and I only rewatched it to figure out what happened to everybody. <laughs> Just saying, we all have our trashy, guilty pleasures. Love is Blind is one of mine. Thank you for asking what mine is. It's RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I, it's good. I don't think I've ever really watched RuPaul all the way through. It's really good. It's very entertaining. I'd say America's Next Top Model is really my trashy TV. Like It's kind of like that, but like yeah, I love hilarious, though, too. And then my ultimate favorite reality show is The Great British Bake Off. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say MasterChef because oh, you I love Gordon you Ramsay. Like <laughs> yeah, anything with food, really. Yeah. Do you like baking or cooking better? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I like the cooking better than the... I've never seen The British Baking Show but I do it's love cute. like, I do like that. you're missing out they're like the most nice mm-hmm. genuine people yeah you think of reality shows and you think of all the drama but no these people yes, they cheer it. for each other no I need they, some backstabbing no it's just they're just so <laughs> endearing I love them but which is the one I was telling you guys about Archive 81 I saw yeah. that I liked that we one we watched that and yeah. it's apparently based off a podcast did you know that I did not know that. I didn't either because we were Googling after the final episode, my husband and I, and he was like, did you know this based off a podcast? I'm going <laughs> to listen to that podcast. And I was like, I think I will too. I think you know someone who has a really great podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Whatever Happened to Monday? No. It's also a Netflix movie. Okay. It's trending as of yesterday on Netflix. So basically, it's a dystopian about a world where you can only have one child and this grandfather brought up septuplets. 
and they they're identical so they each act as the same person they have the same name but at home their days of the week their names are like sunday monday tuesday wednesday and they only go outside of the apartment on their specific day wow and so it cuts to adulthood and monday goes out but monday never comes home and so it uh it's about the rest of the the. It's about what happened sisters. to Sisters, yeah. What happened to Monday? What happened to Monday? Well, that's a spoiler. I can't tell you. But it ends watch it. pretty surprisingly, and I thought it was good. I really like that. Okay. I'll add it to my watch list. Do it. Well, so what are we going to talk about tonight? We have a group episode. We do. A group project. Group project, if you will. And this is our paranormal? Paranormal. And what are we going to be talking about? Seances. The science. <laughs> it sounds like science. Yeah. Um, Your French accent was even worse than mine, which is terrible. <laughs> I'm not the dialect coach here. Seance. 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 You know, I'm just going to leave that one up to you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys, you guys have great French accents. I feel like that was not genuine. It was. <laughs> She's lying through her teeth. We're going to talk about seances. Like you guys have great... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, raise your hand. Okay. Did you guys ever do a seance when you were kids at slumber parties? Does light does as a Ouija feather? Board <laughs> oh, yeah. Stiff as a board count. You both were like, does this count? <laughs> if so, then yes. I have actually done both of those. Same. Yes. I have not done Ouija board, but I did do light as so a feather. So technically, yes, we have done seances. Yes, I have. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. In fact, we were recently, Sarah and I were recently at a haunted location, mm-hmm. and we... Without me, cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 well, cool, 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 cool. We played the Ouija board. If we that, played that's the Ouija board. You played the Ouija board, <laughs> and I thought the whole time Lindsay would hate this. Yes, Lindsay yeah. would. Lindsay yeah. will not agree to Ouija boards. So we did. We did it. And how did it go? I um, did. You have not told me this. You know, <sighs> it slipped my mind. I knew you went somewhere, obviously, but I didn't know you guys did the Ouija board. I don't think we gave it enough time, and I don't think you actually have to do the things that we were doing, like lifting your elbows up. And I think you only have to put one hand, one finger on the there. Mm-hmm. Was it just the two of you? Or- yes. Were other yes, people doing yeah. it with you? Uh, no, there are people surrounding us, so it's yeah. kind of weird. It was like we were on display a little bit. Yeah. You know how I hate that. We don't really know what we were doing, so. We don't. I had just watched Ouija. 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 Uh, the movie, the scary movie. The movie and then the sequel to it. I watched both of those. And so I I thought that there were like something that you had, like a speech you had to give to the spirits and then uh, something like, that you did. Open the circle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Turns out we don't know what, what we were doing. <laughs> the only thing we did do, we were intentional about saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. So. We closed but, the door. No, we didn't um, give enough time yeah. to have a response. We'll, we'll uh, do it again. With Lindsay this time. Yeah, we thought of you the whole time. Thank you. We missed you. You thought of me while doing a Ouija board. Ouija. We were like, spirits, can you wake (laughs) Lindsay up right now? Please poke Lindsay in the eye and tell her we miss her. (laughs) Give her a a nightmare. Wake her up. (laughs) Tell her to get her. Turns out they didn't answer, so you were lucky. Okay. Lucky. Thank you. So, um, Thanks, your original question about five minutes ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We have recently done a seance. Yes. Okay. By technical description. Did you have candles lit and all of that? 
like the ambiance. Do the LED candles? No. I did do Light as a Feather, Sip as a Board when I was in sixth grade. I Oh, my know. gosh. I know. Did your parents know? No. I was at a slumber party for a friend, and she suggested it up in her attic, and I was like, what am I supposed to do this? And I was really scared. Even did, though did I, they float? Did, yeah, did it yeah, work? Um, I mean, like I you lift the, you lift them up. up, and I think it's like the power of your mind because you lift them up the second time, and they're lighter. <laughs> Avoids in space. Right it's now, absolutely Abby. not. Nobody is. She stayed the same. I'm Wait. sorry. Do you <laughs> do you actually believe that you're levitating someone at a slumber party when you're 10 years old? Absolutely, I, think it's I did. Possible. Yeah, absolutely. If you come from a, a history of witches. This was right around the no. time when the craft came out. It was a real big deal. I was. I, I I've never I was seen part the of craft that movie. Obviously, I wasn't allowed to watch it. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-mm. Well, so yeah, we're going to talk about seances. <laughs> seances. There we go. Because we've already talked about Ouija boards. The yeah. So it kind of ties in because Sarah will get into it. But a seance is an attempt to communicate with spirits in general terms. And the word comes from the French word for session, or in old French terms, it means to sit. And so for the longest time, people associated with (laughs) sitting, like you had to sit in order to have a seance. But as we will discover, you don't actually have to sit to have a seance. So don't worry, you can stand. The English term refers to a meeting of people who are gathered to receive messages from spirits or ghosts or to listen to a spirit medium. Overall, yes, a seance is a general term and can be used to refer to any of the following four different activities. Activity one, religious seances. Seances. <laughs> In this context, the religion is spiritualism which is a religious movement based on the belief that the spirits of the dead exist and have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living. This movement peaked between the 1840s and the 1920s. And we have talked about this one before. Some of the best known seances during the mid 19th century were conducted by Mary Todd Lincoln with Big Abe in attendance. Big Abe. Big hands Abe. As oh. she grieved the loss of her son. That was where that picture came from, right? Yeah. Big hand. Yes, it is. That's where it all started. <laughs> that cartoon. He wanted to hold our hand. Yeah, he was reaching out. We're going to post that again. Yes. It's been a while since it we posted it. It's a classic picture. <laughs> it is. Whoever made that picture needs to get some mad props. <laughs> I'll make sure to credit the creator. So it's generally a part of the services to communicate with living personalities in the spiritual world. Spiritualists don't use the word seance, though. They prefer the term receiving messages. These sessions take place in spiritualist churches or outdoors at spiritualist camps where an ordained (laughs) minister or a gifted medium will relate messages from spirits. Sometimes these meetings are preceded by a healing service involving some form of faith healing, and these meetings are usually open to the public. Activity 2, Stage Medium Seances. Cleverly named as a way to describe mediums who claim to contact spirits of the dead or other spirits while on a stage, with audience members seated before them. Huh. The key here is that they aren't always sitting. Hmm. Even though some people claim that this is not a seance if they're not sitting, but we can still call it a seance. I'm very picky about their seances. (laughs) Activity three, leader-assisted seances. 
This is what I think of whenever I picture a seance. These are usually done with small groups of people with participants seated around a table in a dark room. The leader of the seance claims to be a medium and may go into a trance, allowing the spirit to communicate through their body, conveying messages to the onlookers. As a side note, it was thought that spirits resided within the dark, making the absence of light a necessity to invoke them. I thought they were just set in the mood. Nope. It was a necessity to invoke them. Ghosts don't like the light. Obviously. Because if you go to the light. Oh. <laughs> thank you for your oaths. <laughs> that makes sense. That was beautiful. Yeah. That's fair. That's really fair. Okay. Um, activity. I get it. Activity number four. Yes. Informal social seances. The These are. <laughs> Yes, these are seances performed outside of any religious context and without a leader, so slumber parties. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Usually just a few people are involved, and younger people may be using the seance as a way mm-hmm. to test their understanding of the boundaries between reality and the paranormal. So these are the different varieties of seances that uh, people can participate in. Okay. Beautiful. All right, so I'm going to talk to you guys about the different tools and techniques that are used during seances. Okay. First, we're going to start with mediumship, trance, and channeling. Mediumship involves an act where the person attempts to receive messages from spirits of the dead that they believe exist. Some mediums are fully conscious and awake while they're communicating with spirits, and others might slip into some sort of trance or altered state of consciousness. Okay. If they do slip into a trance, they'll usually awaken with no memory or recollection of anything that happened. And usually they have an assistant that writes things down for them while they're out because they don't remember anything. The next thing is spirit boards, talking boards, and Ouija boards. These are all basically the same thing, so I'm not real sure why they are listed as separate things. Uh, They're usually flat tablets with numbers, symbols, pictures, letters, or words. These are the things that we've already been talking about several times. There's a planchette that's in the shape of a triangle, and you use it to point at different things on the board, and they might have a magnifying glass in the center. And side note, for homemade boards, they often use a shot glass in place of a planchette. Why have we not used a shot glass? (laughs) That's why I wrote this in there. Because you won't use a Ouija board. That is true. (laughs) You just want to slide a a shot glass around? Yes, I'll use a shot glass. (laughs) I will use a shot glass. Hell yeah. All right. Maybe that's how we can get you to use the Ouija board. We'll see. Lindsay, there's a shot glass. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, where? Shot glass. <laughs> um, it can be used by one or more participants, and they would place one or two fingers on the planchette in the middle of the board. The medium would then ask questions of the spirit that they were talking to, and then the planchette would move around the board, pointing at different things on the board and hopefully delivering a message. We went into a lot more detail, as Boydston talked about. We, we talked a lot about Ouija boards, if you're interested. It was one of our first group efforts, even though it was kind of unintentional group effort. It was a surprise group effort from Boyston and I. Episode 40, The Blair Wees Project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Blair Wees Project. Still one of my favorite episode names. <laughs> I love that You're one. welcome. <laughs> All right, next up we have trumpets, slates, tables, and cabinets. Trumpets sound fun. Trumpets they do. like the musical instrument? Kind of. Kind of. trumpet noise. Thank you. Is that a call to the ghost? Oh my gosh, was there a trumpet in here? I heard it. (laughs) Ghost, that's your call. No, it's just me, just me. (laughs) You sound like Blue's Clues. That's what I was doing. A half second, I thought you were serious, but now I realize you were just being a jerk. (laughs) 
<laughs> you also sounded like Blue's Clues. <laughs> Thank it was you. cute. You're welcome. Well, spirit trumpets were horn-shaped speaking tubes that were used to magnify the whispers from spirits. Oh, like when so, they would put it in their ear. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's basically like the first spirit box. Do people use that for like hearing aids too back yeah, in the I day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Or it'd be like if what we do now to on recorders to catch EVPs. Catch up. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of the shops makes these still, so we should look into that and buy one. I would totally walk around with one attached to my ear. <laughs> you look like an animal. Spats! <laughs> Ghosts! I yo. probably need one anyways. <laughs> yes. I can't hear. <laughs> Um, spirit slates consisted of two chalkboards that are bound together and when they're opened they were said to reveal messages given by the spirits don't ask me details about that because i didn't quite get it i'm imagining like them facing each other i thought so i i don't know and you pull them apart and if there's a message it's from the ghost if there's nothing you're like ghost did you hear me on phasmophobia you're supposed to lay out it's a game on steam and you bring a book in it's kind of like ghostwriting. So I'm thinking maybe that's kind of what they were I doing. I have heard of ghostwriting. I mean, in the game, they write some crazy stuff, but I don't think that really happens. I don't know. Maybe. Sans' tables were special lightweight tables, which were able to rotate, float, or levitate whenever spirits were around. A lightweight table sounds like a table, a card table waiting to get broken. <laughs> it's a card table. Yes. <laughs> it's a fancy <laughs> word for a card table. Yeah. Uh, spirit cabinets were portable closets where the medium would sit and usually they would be tied to a chair with ropes so they couldn't manipulate any of the tools that they were using during the seance okay notable seance mediums and attendees some of the popular 19th century trance mediums were cora scott hatch oh gosh sorry ahead of time for these names i'm gonna butcher asha sprague emma Britton, and pascal randolph that was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, the Fox sisters were two of the more popular mediums who conducted small leader-assisted seances. And we talked about them mostly in the Ouija board episode, too. Mm-hmm. Their activity usually involved table wrapping. And I'm pretty sure we gave a lot of detail talking about how people kind of called them out early on. They were, like, really over the top. One of them would be in one room knocking, and then the other one would be rattling a table. Yeah. And the other one is the Davenport brothers. They were famous for their spirit cabinet work. That'd be a sight to see. Carpentry? <laughs> it does sound like, uh, you know, now that you point it out, I don't know. I think that they were the <laughs> ones in the cabinet, though. During the 20th century, Edgar Casey and Arthur Ford were known as popular trance mediums. There were quite a few people who were not only attending the seances, but they really believed in them and preached to them to other people as well. So William Lyon Mackenzie King was the prime minister of Canada for 22 years. He was looking to connect with the spirit of the de- is his, his deceased mother so that she could give him political guidance. He was also trying to connect with the spirits of his pet dogs and the late U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Helma Off Clint, the Regina Five, and Paulina Peavy. They're all artists who have given some credit for some of their work to the spirits that they contacted during seances. Paulina said when she painted, she did not have control over her brush, that it just moved on its own, and that it was Lacamo. <laughs> I'm sure I said that right, too. The spirit who was directing the brush. Okay. Kind of like spirit writing, like what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. But, but in art form. In art form. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. Why not? I want to see that. There were a few scientists who believe that contacting the dead was a real thing. They were William Crooks. He was a chemist. 
Alfred Russell Wallace. He was an evolutionary biologist. Oh, gosh. Guglielmo. <laughs> Did you say Elmo? Guglielmo. Guglielmo. That's what I heard. To be precise. <laughs> that poor man with that unfortunate <laughs> name. <laughs> okay, tell me if I'm wrong. It's G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. Guglielmo. <laughs> I have no idea what, what I said that was. Guglielmo. That sounds Ooh, better that than... That sounds beautiful. Guglielmo. I like Guglielmo. <laughs> All right, what Elmo say? <laughs> now I can picture Elmo with googly eyes. Uh, well, Mr. Marconi, uh, the inventor of the radio. Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. And Oliver Lodge, he was an experimental physicist. So all of these people believed in seances. Interesting that the inventor of the telephone... yes. And the inventor of what was the other... Telephone and radio. Radio. Like two things that. Hold that thought. I have one more. <gasps> oh. Another inventor. Was it Steve? The last one was. <laughs> the inventor of the Apple? <laughs> the last, kind of. The last one on the list was John Baird. He invented the television technology. Mm. He claimed to have contacted the spirit of none other than Thomas Edison. Those are some of my favorite things. The radio, the TV, yeah. the telephone. Telephone. You hate talking on the phone. And they contacted Thomas Edison. He <laughs> says who? Created you like the smartphone. I'm sorry. When I got a <laughs> call from an unknown number, you were like, you answer those? Well, yeah, that's an unknown. But like if you guys were to call me, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, my friends like me. Aww. Guess also, who doesn't call me? The smartphone started <laughs> as a telephone. No, but I think that's interesting with the phone and the radio because we yeah. use radio frequencies, you yeah. know, the spirit box. So. Interesting. They were all believers. Definitely. Interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> you set me up. Now I'm going to go with the critical objections. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to our <laughs> episode here tonight. <laughs> Listen, you assigned me with this one, okay? No, whenever I was making assignments, I said, Lindsay, do you want the debunking? And you said, absolutely. You said the debunking and the psychology. And of course, I wanted to do the psychology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Skeptics obviously have called seances spiritualism all of this a scam or a fraud due to the lack of empirical evidence over the years so sarah kind of touched on a couple of these people so i'm just gonna go a little bit more in detail but not too much in the 1870s she talked about the davenport brothers who are illusionists their names specifically were i don't know if this is ira or ira what's the letter or an e (laughs) ira it's ira ira yeah all right mystery solved (laughs) look at you Ira and his brother William, they were American magicians in the late 19th century and presented illusions that were later revealed to be hoaxes that were not paranormal at all. They were exposed as frauds several times by like various magicians. And you mentioned the cabinet that they used. It Mm -hmm. was shown that they were manipulating things. It was not paranormal. Houdini himself, Mr. Harry Houdini, the escape artist. Harry who? Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Who that? Houdini. <laughs> who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Okay. Hey, Houdini. <laughs> so Houdini was obviously, most people know who he is. He was an escape artist, illusionist, and he was also very vocal about his distrust of spiritualism and exposed many people as frauds. So he himself said that Ira had confessed that they had faked the spirit phenomena they were spiritualists, and they admitted to being spiritualists, but they said that they used trickery to fool their audiences. Apparently, he wrote a book, Mr. Houdini Did, where he talks about this. I did not read his book. 1887, there was a Siebert Commission, 
which was a group of faculty members at the University of Pennsylvania, and they investigated spiritualist mediums to try to uncover fraud. So they examined a ton of cases across the states, and they exposed them as frauds. And because of all the work they were doing, they actually brought an end to the first phase of spiritualism in the states. So they were the fun suckers. Oh, boy. They were the Lindsays of the group. I wonder what group Lindsay would have been in. <laughs> Just wait. I'm going to tell you what group I should have been in. There's more fun There's suckers? more. Oh, yeah. Fun suckers have been around for generations. That's for True sure. Dad. <laughs> Houdini. <laughs> he exposed fraudulent mediums during the late 19th and earliest 20th. Earliest. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't have even caught it. So we're going to fast forward. Spiritualism has kind of died down a little bit now. <laughs> Died down. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> it's a low blow. We're going to 2004. All right. Darren Brown, he is a magician. He held a seance on TV and then described the tricks used by him and what other 19th century mediums would have used to create an illusion of paranormal events. So he was like, here's what a seance is and did one. And then he was like, here's how I frauded you. Like basically trying to expose it. Critics say that. A lot of seances, especially the ones where they're performed up on stage, like Boydson talked about, can be easily faked by anyone with, quote, theatrical talent and a flair for the dramatics. Okay. Which is Boydston. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In her poetry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that a flair for the dramatics you or the first thing the you said? Theatrical first- talent. I have neither. <laughs> Of the of either you you held a seance. I have on neither stage. of either. Okay, I was just thinking that is a boy's and I don't don't know. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't exist. <laughs> she ain't real. Oh boy! All right, the idea that the spirit will move the planchette and spell out messages is undermined. They say by the fact that several people have their hands on the planchette, which allows anyone to spell out anything, and the others are obviously not going to know, and that person's not going to own up to it. Or they say that. There is something called automatism. Automatism? It's a subconscious mechanism by which a Ouija user unknowingly guides the planchet. So they honestly like think it's moving on its own, but it's their own subconscious that is doing it. But of course, this relies on people believing that we have a subconscious that is acting on its own, which a lot of people don't believe in that stuff. So who knows? And then I took this quote because I thought it was funny. Jews and Christians are taught that it is sinful to attempt to conjure or control spirits. Hence why I was not allowed to do seances or Ouija board. <laughs> so we're going to get to the psychology of it. So there is obviously, we've talked about this a lot, especially with um, the Mandela effect, the role of suggestion and the power that plays in seances. So there was a series of experiments where um, people were conducting fake seances and they would have an actor who would suggest to the control group, hey, this table's levitating. Do you feel that? The table's Mm -hmm. levitating. And then afterwards, you know, and obviously the table was not moving at all. Afterwards, they talked to the people who were the participants, and a third of them reported that they had felt the table had moved, even though it hadn't. In another experiment, believers reported a handbell had moved when it had not, and they expressed their belief in the seance and stated they had genuine paranormal phenomena, even though there had been nothing there. Um, experiments also suggest that in seances, believers are more suggestible than disbelievers for suggestions that are consistent with their belief in paranormal phenomena, which, I mean, I feel like that's kind of redundant because, like, we kind of know that with, like, everyday life. Like, people are more likely to believe things that they already have a bias or preconceived notion of. Sure. Yeah. Anomalistic psychology. 
So this is basically psychology that is trying to explain away paranormal things. And I'm like, why did I not do this with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I not follow this track in school when I did psychology? It's not too late, Lindsay. It's not too late. It's It's never too late. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late, she said. (laughs) Don't do it. This is different from parapsychology. So parapsychology is where they are trying to prove the reality of paranormal forces using psychology. And this is they're trying to prove there is a rational explanation. Um, So they have set up experiments to provide some empirical evidence of how psychological and even our physical factors can give an impression of paranormal activity, such as, kind of like what I touched on, cognitive biases, uh, dissociative states, hallucinations, and false memories and the power of suggestion. Psychologist David Marks wrote that paranormal phenomena can be explained by magical thinking, mental imagery, subjective validation, coincidences, hidden causes, and fraud. So with mediums, they have suggested that they are known for employing what they call like a cold reading, which is just them observing your behavior, your clothing, your posture, like everything, and saying that these mediums are just very observant and they can like pick up on your cues that you're putting out there without you even realizing it. And they have also been known to nowadays because of the internet, Google before they do a reading to do some research on you. I don't know. I mean, I think we've said this before, but anything dealing with paranormal that you cannot prove is always going to be scrutinized and put under fire. It just falls under that category for sure. I think there's a lot of Mm self-fulfilling prophecy at play too with a lot of these readings where someone says something to you and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. I know I've asked about several shows tonight, but this is the last one, I swear. Did you guys watch Nightmare Alley? And I think we've talked about this at all. No? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. It's on HBO with Bradley Cooper, and he is in like a traveling circus, and he plays like a medium in okay. it. Um, but he is a total fraud, and he learns all these tools and techniques on how to just read the person and kind of play off of them. Mm-hmm. Um from a book that somebody else had written about it. So anyways, it's just an interesting yeah. show. I hear there's a remake. And that's where I kind of think I'm at. Like, not that I mean, this absolutely was old, nobody old can show. communicate with the dead. I'm not saying that because I think that probably there are people out there who can. I think a lot of it is observant people who are picking up on your cues. Well, of course, when you, they realize that people feed into it and then they can yes. get paid from it. I mean, that's always going to be a factor. Making like generalized statements that could apply to anybody and everybody. I mean, look at the ghost hunting shows. It's the yeah. same kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I'm sure people can, but that what's televised, it may be different. I yeah. don't know. Blown out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting topic. Seances. 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 I feel like our French accents are getting better. Thank you. (laughs) Just that one word. Yeah. (laughs) We can say that one word. (laughs) Barely. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week to our group paranormal episode about seances. I didn't do it right that time. That was bad. You can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials from there or send us an email to thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great view anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.